know you want, but don't get between me and the bloodline. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. I'm going to take my pants off. Let's link, Dennis. Do you want to link? Link me. <laughs> Let's link. What is the name of this episode? Chism? Chimera. Chis- what is it? Chimera? Chimera? Chimera. Chimera? Yeah. What does that mean? It's the uh, mythical Greek monster that was uh, killed by Bellerophon, which is referenced in Mission Impossible 2 as the virus and the antidote to the virus. I haven't seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. You've never seen two? I've never seen any of them. Oh, two is horrible. Yeah, yeah I've heard John Woo almost killed the franchise. Yeah. Which is sad, because I really like John Woo. But, but since whatever. then, the third one with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was pretty good. And then since then, they all they just get better. Everybody loved that Ghost Protocol. Yeah, that one's good. The um, Fallout was really good. So they're just taking names of popular video games and making them mm-hmm. Mission Impossible 2 titles? Yeah, why not? So it's going to be like Mission Impossible 7 Skyrim. <laughs> the Elder Scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> Mission Impossible, Grand Theft Auto. I think they're going to do two more, and they're going to film them back-to-back so Tom Cruise can get out of the game before he turns 60. Oh, that makes sense. Well, he also wants to do all of his own stunts and stuff like that because he's a crazy maniac. He's almost 60 years old, though. That's insane. Yeah. But I guess age has a lot different effect on you when you're tiny. Yeah, and when when you're a Scientologist, too. And, And you, boy, I'm sure he works out a lot and stuff. He's not just sitting at home doing nothing. He's out being all Tom Cruise. I got no beef with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean, I love the Mission Impossible movies. I haven't seen them. They're they kind of they're it's great in cocktail. I mean, <laughs> Top Gun rules. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no opinion of the Mission Impossible movies. For a while, I kind of looked at them as like fancier Fast and Furious movies. I can see that. Uh, it's just like stunts for the sake of stunts. Uh, like, what can I jump off of now? <laughs> like, that should be the name of the to Mission Impossible movies. Kind of, but at least there's still some, like, of that bullshit James Bond intrigue, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the first movie really killed the whole um, I'm wearing a fake face thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a big part of... Mission Impossible, the TV show, because Uh, what um, Martin Landau played a guy who was always like in fake face costume. And then he left eventually. And then um, Leonard Nimoy came over and took over. Oh, really? Yeah, Leonard Nimoy. And then the original guy, one of the original players on that show was Stephen Hill from Law and Order. Yeah. Adam Schiff. Yeah. He's in the, but he's only in the first season because um, he's Jewish and he didn't want to impossible for him. He, he didn't want to work on Sundays, baby. Yeah, that's Mission Impossible for him. He's like, oh, I can't work. I gotta have Saturdays off. Shomer Shabbos. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be answering the phone unless it's emergency. <laughs> I sure as shit don't fucking roll. Shomer Shabbos. <laughs> I don't drive a car. <laughs> Uh, I haven't watched that movie in a really long time. That's one of those I'm willing to bet a lot of people, like, people probably say, oh, you need to watch The Big Lebowski. And a lot of people probably start watching and they're like, what the fuck is this movie? And just give up. But it's one of the movies you have to, you have to hang in there and watch it because it just, like, layers everything on top of each other and gets, gets better and better. There was a long time where I had, I never stayed conscious to the end of it. Like, I would turn it on and then, yes, exactly. Like, there'd be some kind of, chemical involved and I would never get to the end of it. So like seeing the end of the movie is like, wow, this is weird. I've probably seen the beginning of the movie like 700 times. <laughs> the, the the end of it like four. Because you don't make it. It ends in the bowling alley, right? With uh, the stranger. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I've, I've been to that bowling alley. It was in Los Angeles. Oh, really? When I went to L.A. to visit my friend Brad when he lived out there, we went to Roscoe's. This was in like 2001 when I graduated from college. Because in 2001, I wanted to go. I, want, I was thinking about moving to L.A. to like try to get work in film, like being a writer or whatever. Um, so I went out there to check it out, and we went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles and the bowling alley that uh, they filmed Big Lebowski at. It's not there anymore. It's in a, it was in a really sketchy part of town. And yeah. and the lights that were hanging on the outside, not there. They Those were added for the motion picture. Oh, really? But it was cool, man, yeah. Was there, like, in the parking lot, were there burn marks from where the, uh, <laughs> the car died? No, I didn't notice that. But, no, it was really cool. But yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, anywho, um, Chimera, Chimera, yeah, Chimera, Chimera. Why do I want to say? Because I'm going... thinking about when he was like, "Hey, so have you got any lead?" Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> the boys at the crime lab. They got us ships. working in shifts. That's my sister's favorite part of the movie. Leads. That's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just check out with the boys in the crime lab. <laughs> If I only had one scene in a movie ever, I would like it to be something like that. Yeah. That's just, I know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't pick that guy out in a lineup. But no. I love that. His line. Leads. Kind <laughs> of working in shifts because <laughs> he's so excited to say it too. Like, yeah. it's really great. That, I swear that that's my sister's favorite part of the movie. Yeah. I still think my favorite line is, I'm just going to go find a cash machine. <laughs> She tells him, like, I'll suck your cock for $1,000. Brent can't watch that. He's got to pay 100 And he's like, oh, I'm just going to go find a cash machine. I don't remember that part. Uh, it's where he meets Bunny for the first time. You're not blowing. When he's leaving after he gets the rug, and, like, she's laying out by the pool, and the guy's in the water, oh, okay. right, right, right. and he's all passed out, and he's a nihilist, and he says, oh, that must be exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love that. Everything about that movie is great. But anywho, this episode's pretty sweet. Yeah, it tries really hard not to be, but it, it can't help itself. It's enjoyable to watch. Odo and... And to be honest with you, I think I'm just excited that Esri Dax isn't in it. Like, it's not about her. She's in it, but very... For one scene, I think. Yeah. It's like he does, uh, Odo doesn't go to her for counseling about any of this stuff. Like, she's not involved at all. And I think that really made me like the episode. Even though it's still about Narice and Odo's relationship, but it doesn't yeah. feel like it is, if that makes sense. Yeah. They're not there being, oh, lovey dovey the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Basically. Um, Odo meets this like weird hippie changeling dude who's not a part of the Great Link. I guess there's the story of the the 100. Yeah. That they shot out into space to kind of live amongst the solids and see how everything is, right? So there's a 98 more of these, and that would be fascinating to kind of go into. Well, and I wonder because there is the one like infant or the, the small uh, changeling that they found at one point that they they bought from somebody i think and it was trying to like shapeshift and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. But then it ended up dying i don't know if that was supposed to be one of the 100 or not maybe but i mean what a fascinating storyline just that's dangling out there for yeah. you know i mean especially with this renaissance of trek television like why not do a story about the other 98 changelings that are out there has nobody written a book about them? I mean, I'm sure somebody has, but I mean, it's not canon unless it's on screen, Dennis. This is where we miss Ben because he would tell us all about it. Yeah. I guess we could Google 98 red balloons. The 100. The 100 changelings. <clears throat> Broken link. No, changeling. But yeah, so this would be fascinating. But anyway, the 100 changelings, there you go. There's a group of 100, blah, 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 blah. No, there's really not a there's lot there. about so them. So there's a, a DS9 novel, The Dominion, Olympus Descending. Ooh, that sounds cool. Lost, delivered, to another two members of the 100 to the link. So, okay, so then there's still 96 okay, so of there them out there. Books too. Okay. 
So I guess Loss is just going out there finding Loss. Loss. <clears throat> Loss. It's okay, so we know of 96 of them then? known as Moon, who died soon after meeting him. Star Trek, the fall novel, Revelation and Dust. Uh, so yeah, there's a couple novels out there. Okay. Today. But like you said, none of it's canon. Not canon. No. So yeah, so he lost, this guy lost, he rolls up on the ship, and I love the opening scene of the episode where Odo's showing off because he bought his girlfriend a bunch of crap, and our boy, who's in a loveless relationship with his wife doesn't get Keiko anything and he's like come on man help me out help a brother out and Odo doesn't help him like that's not cool Odo honestly uh, Miles should be at the point in his relationship where it doesn't really matter like so he should saying, be getting stuff for his kids yeah he should be I mean? getting stuff for the kids he, I agree. he should be getting the snow globe yeah or something I mean just pick something up at DS9 on the promenade <laughs> like on the way back to the the bomb and pick this up at you hey, know Keiko, the, I got a horgon for you the, the Nick next door I got this look, look what I got I got this didn't I see that at Quark's nah 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 it's one of a kind nah nah nah, nah I had nah, it custom made for you head to toe <laughs> and they're only gone a day right like yeah it was a one day comment like who cares Let well that's dumb Odo like honestly like Keiko should expect that Odo is going to be showering um, hero with gifts, right? Because they're mm-hmm. still dating and he's still trying to hit it as often as he can with his changeling penis. Yeah. But, like, uh, she O'Brien's not going anywhere. It's true. You know? Now, she might go on botany expeditions, you know? <laughs> botany expeditions. Classifying all kinds of strange plants and people's mm, pants. Let me see that, baby. Yes, that's what I'm talking about, Daddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty funny that Odo's being a dick. Yeah. And I love the fact that Odo is just... I mean, he's doing... I mean, he's a good boyfriend, you know? Yeah. He's a good boyfriend. Chocolates and knickknacks. That's what you gotta do. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. <clears throat> So um, so they get rolled up on by another ship, and there's a changeling on it. Well, it's not even a ship. It's, like, flying out in space. And it's got that space well, ravioli look to it. Yeah, but what? It, it's got to be a ship. No, that's the thing. They can apparently fly in space. Word? Word. So Odo's really lacking in the changeling thing. Like, yeah, he he's, doesn't know shit about yeah. being a changeling. And you would figure he's actually linked. So they would have, like... They must have hidden this information from him that he can do all these cool things. Well, maybe they don't even know. Yeah, maybe. Because Loss is, he is, he's a lot older than Odo. He's like hundreds of years old, and he's been a changeling for uh, his entire life. That was the dumbest statement I've ever said. But let's just move on. So, but he's figured out how to do a lot of cool shit. Like, he can make himself fire and fog. And I would, the special effects that when he came back, from being fog into his body was really neat. Yeah. And it was cool too because they made him have a different look than all the other changelings cuz all the other changelings looked like Odo or he had more sharp features like a like a hawk or something. I'm, I'm guessing that's how the people look on the planet where he was. Yeah. You know I mean so well, no, I mean... Better, he's a better shapeshifter than Odo, so I think that might be actually how they look instead of, like, Odo's uh, weird reflection of the Bajoran scientists yeah. or whatever. Like, those people might actually look like that. Like hawks? Kind of, yeah. If not, then I really just don't understand how the changelings can impersonate anybody, but whenever they're around Odo, they always make their faces look, you know, melted. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. And why don't why don't they teach him that? I don't know. When they're Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln. I've been thinking. But it was cool, man. I really like it. Like 
They really figure out a way to make him look cool. And it's fun because the actor playing Loss is the actor who normally plays Martog. Yeah, I never would have realized that. You can, like, there was a couple moments where you could kind of pick up on some of the speech pattern, but yeah, he's, yeah, he was a totally different character. Yeah. You know, he's like this hippie nature boy, if you will, about he doesn't like to be around the solids because they're, uh, they impact the environment in a poor way and they do terrible things and every planet they leave, they leave in worse condition than when they got there. And he likes being frogs. It felt like he was recruiting Odo into a terrorist organization. Or like a you weird I mean? space cult. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 This is how I imagine my uplifted bear in Starfinder. Yeah. Like, this is the mentality. Like, that whole, like, nah, man, we ain't, we ain't messing with that stuff. We don't like all this, this technology. Like, we want to be out in the woods among yeah. nature, if you will. Yeah. Like He's Magneto. a Magneto. Shouldn't mutants should have their own society? I don't think we're he's better. We're better than these. Uh, what you call it? Uh, humanoids. I don't think he's saying. I mean, I don't. He's not Magneto-ish. He just wants to I be know. out. He wants like to. You're be, better than them, and they're holding you back. He is better than that. Being like them is is the best you can be but you're so much better than. Them. Well, I think he's saying that, but he's also saying that like he they should be out in nature. Like in the woods and shit around, like because he even says like lower. Like just trying to trying to shapeshift into different things all the time. Yeah, like because he look at that bird. Oh no, I'm that bird. Oh well, yeah, because he even mentioned like lower. I guess I what was the term he used? Um, uh, I guess lower evolved species besides man. Like he likes being like it sounded like he liked being like animals and shit. Like you know, hanging around with the fucking deer and whatnot. Yeah, living some life as a is a doe. <laughs> oh, I'm in heat. I'm a hummingbird. Oh, oh Bucks, come here. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's cool. I mean, he's just some nature boy. He's got the weird nature boy ponytail, and he's trying to... I mean, it sounds cool, because La is like, look, man, you don't belong here. We should go out and find our other hundred and, like, live amongst each other and do our own shit. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds Make awesome. Our own dominion. I mean, our own society. Like, what a great way to kind of write Odo off the show. It would have been great. You know, like, yeah. th- this could have been like a much cooler version of Wesley leaving TNG with the Traveler. Because the Traveler gives off some, like, kid raper vibe. Where this is more of like, hey, man, let's go find our people, son. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I- I wish he would have approached it differently other than trying to say, you don't belong with these people. You belong with other changelings, blah, blah, blah. Like if he had been like, hey, I realize you have a great life here, but let's go find some other changelings. I, I was in this sector because I heard there was another one around here. And then like the second or the middle part of the episode is them going on a changeling hunt. Yeah. Finding another of the hundred. And then Odo has to make a decision because he enjoyed going off and doing the, the changeling hunt. But he also loves Kira, so he has to decide if he wants to stay or go. Because from this episode, like, this is a no-brainer. Stay at the station. This guy's a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not really making it easy. Because he's real mean to... He's like your friend in college who goes to Europe and comes home and thinks he's, like, highly evolved and better than everybody else. Yeah. Like, oh, hmm, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, real hoity-toity and kind of douchey. Yeah, I spent a year in Japan, so I wear kimonos now. Yeah. Oh, that's not how the Japanese do it. Yeah. Actually, you're holding the chopsticks wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We had a friend who had a Mustang. He had like an old Mustang. It was not not even an old one. It was like an 80, like a 90-something Mustang. Pretty cool. He he spent a a semester in Europe, came home and sold his Mustang and got a more fuel-efficient car because Americans are just so wasteful with (laughs) It's like, why do you got to be that guy? You I mean, know, Volkswagen. Yeah, it's very yeah. yeah, it's very fuel efficient. The Volkswagen's very efficient automobiles. My Volvo is very safe and efficient. <laughs> <laughs> All right, comrade. Yeah, way to we go. Don't, we don't take well to that kind of crap here. Hell no. Get yourself an American car. That's right. MAGA. There's all kinds of fuel we can burn. Yeah. <laughs> don't need to worry about it, man. We can get coal. Make coal cars. Put coal in my car, man. (laughs) Solar power. You need coaler power. Yeah, man. What are you saying? That's lame. Put some natural gas in there. 
See, that's natural. Hell yeah, man, natural. America. <clears throat> Have you watched any of the DNC? No. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I thought you cared about this I mean, country, I, Dennis. Yeah, I'm really on the fence about what I'm going to do. With <laughs> 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 I don't care, man. I, yeah, the, my vote is all but cast. Yeah. <clears throat> I like watching it because politics is like celebrity for ugly people. So I always get a, a kick out of it. I guess, but I, I really, I never really care for conventions. Yeah, I've always enjoyed the pomp and circumstances of it. So I, so I'm interested in the fact that there is no pomp nor circumstance for this one. It's just people talking to Zoom meetings, you know. Yeah, it's got to be kind of weird for everybody. Yeah. But I thought uh, I thought Barack Obama did a good job. I thought Michelle Obama did a good job. Um, yeah, see, so. they should have taken the opportunity in these to like have them talk to voters in a Zoom meeting, and yeah. the voters don't have to say shit. There, <clears throat> and then you can see like reactions of people to what's being said, you know, as opposed to just like a sterile. This yeah. is giving a speech to you or whatever. And I'm sure that it was great, whatever. But, you know, like, I don't know. It would seem to be more, there'd be more connection if it was done that way. Yeah. Because you're not going to have the big crowds like you normally do where people, where there's the applause lines and everybody's like, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, lock her up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. But at least, you know, if there were like voters around, then they can wear their little MAGA hats and it'd be like, it's a fun little event for everybody. <laughs> like the NBA games, you know, with the the crowds on the wall and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they did that. I thought they did a good job with that in um, that's, that's pretty, in pretty the Premier good. League. Your Lakers are in trouble. Yeah, with the because they had the little walls of people on Zoom watching. Oh yeah, well it wasn't there the whole like the NBA. I don't know if you've seen any of the NBA games, but they basically behind where all the players sit is just a huge like video wall and it's yeah they had the same thing at city field i mean not at city field but at um at the eddie at, at the eddie had they had like a wall it was like i don't know it was like a big projection screen and on that wall was probably like like a brady bunch setup you know what i'm saying like just a bunch of different faces and it was behind both of the nets yeah, it was cool. I mean, it wasn't like hundreds of people, but it was at least like probably 25, 50 people watching a match on Zoom. Yeah, I guess it's just more noticeable in the basketball game because it is it's right like, behind the Yeah, yeah, and it's only like, you know, 30 people or whatever for each half of the court. But the camera's always like looking at them. Yeah. Whereas like the ones behind the net, you only see, you can only partially see when they pan down that way because of the way the the games are shot yeah i'm looking at it right now like the yeah the people in the fake seats and whatnot yeah i still like baseball's cardboard people and i love the fact that even in florida there's no cardboard people because nobody there's like the cardboard people don't even want to go like yeah, nobody wants to yeah <laughs> nobody wants to go yeah so how much do people pay for that i think it uh, like people some uh, teams were doing it for charity or whatever. For the Mets, it was like eighty bucks, I think. Yeah, which isn't terrible, but who cares? Um, as long as the team gets sold, I don't give a shit. And as long as Steve Cohen buys the team, I don't give a shit either. No, A Rod's gonna buy it. I hope not. Please, no. We we don't need another. And then they're gonna get all the best steroids. We don't need another pretend millionaire. We don't need another pretend rich guy. We need like a real rich guy to buy the team, <laughs> like the Dodgers have, so he can do what they're doing, like buy all the good well, players. Maybe they'll. It's gonna be something like that because Matthew Johnson is kind of the figurehead of the Dodgers owner group. Like they, it's the celebrity. Yeah, but everybody likes Magic together. Johnson. Nobody likes A Rod. Like that's the thing. Uh, I mean, has he turned it around? He's, I think he's turned it around. Do people like him now? I think the people who have money like him. And Just, that's the important thing. Like, you know, average baseball fan probably doesn't really care for him that much. But he's a, he's a guy who can work the room and bring J-Lo along, you know? So... Just of give course, me. people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, A-Rod, come to my party. Bring J-Lo. Yeah, bring J-Lo's fat ass. Mm. <laughs> Let me see it. Yeah. No, I want I want a real rich guy. 
I'm tired of having pretend rich guys run our team into the ground. You have two pretend rich guys running your team into the ground. That must be terrible. Uh, I don't know how how rich A Rod actually is. I'm talking he's not, about he's not rich enough, you know, but he probably does have a shit ton of money. Well, I'm talking about Ashley over in uh, with the Magpies. Ugh. Fuck. <laughs> well, you saw Liverpool, man. They shot a hole in your. Uh, in your MSB, whatever it is. That's fine. They probably, like, we would have all been happy that Ashley was gone, but we would have been like, ugh, now the Saudis own the team. And well, it'll feel kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. It is a little different. Like, you know, the, um, the uh, what do you call them? The UAE or whatever. Yeah, the they're UAE. Not dragging people into embassies and yes. cutting them into pieces. Yeah, there it's there are there are differences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna say they're great on they're as not. a whole, but But they're better than that. Yeah, they're better than that. And they've done a lot for the city of Manchester from what I understand. Like they've really kind of rehabbed a lot of it and kind of built up some of it, which is cool, you know. They're investing in the community as well. Yeah. I think just, the Saudis were gonna do that too in newcastle like they wanted to buy basically like the city like you know a few blocks worth around the stadium too yeah to do development projects and stuff like that so that's just what i think the premier league is like forcing foreign investors to kind of do that that's good yeah it's like yeah you can own the team but you also have to invest in our infrastructure and whatever so yeah yeah, that's that's how it works there you go So we're doing this, uh, and Odo is not excited about any of this stuff. He wants his... He's kind of introducing his new friend around because they link. Yeah. Because Odo's like, no, man, this is what being a changeling's all about, and they have man-on-man linking. (laughs) Which, I mean, they're basically genderless, right? Yeah, they're genderless. They just choose choose a form that they feel comfortable in. Yeah. So they're like transgender, kind of. Like no. they choose to be, they choose to be walk around and present as men. Yeah, I, but I guess female changeling, she's not really female. There are wouldn't they be more asexual? Yeah, but I mean, or like kind of like gender, making, gender neutral. They're still defining themselves by a gender. Okay, all right. Well, I don't know, man. All I know is that they link, and when he tells Nerys this, she's not happy. She's like, "Oh, you linked with him." Yeah, she got real weird about it. Yeah. But I guess it's because the last person Odo linked with, it was real hot and heavy when it was the one changeling where it got... three-day fuck fest. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, they didn't link during that time. They were literally just having normal humanoid sex. It was like, days. like Sting Tantric style. Yeah. You know, so she was not pleased about it. But then he's like, no, he's cool. You know, you should meet him. And then he's like this total douche nature boy who's all telling humans that they suck. Yeah. You know? See, the thing about um, linking, like, we see it in a sexual way because of the way that, like, Odo responds to it when the female changeling does it to him the first time. But it's really kind of, I guess, more like mind-melding. Like, yeah. if, a, if a Vulcan told you, you know, or if, if Odo was Vulcan and he told Kira, oh, yeah, I mind-melded with this guy... And be like, oh, okay, you just shared experiences. and all. It's the face that Odo makes every time he says we linked. And he's like real passionate about it. And a little a little ashamed, yeah. but a little excited. Like we linked. We linked. We totally linked. Yeah, it's weird. Like he's expecting a, a bad reaction from her. It's like, hey, we linked. Is that okay? He just has such a weird delivery about it that like it's just, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, he's not helping himself out at all. If he was like, yeah, we linked, it's cool. I wanted to show him, you know, how to do, how to connect to the lake or whatever, then that'd be different. But he, since he's very much like, no, we linked, it makes it creepy. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was, it was so hot. I wish I could link with you, but I can't. Because you got to link with other strange men that I find <laughs> in space. He was like a spaceship. He would fly in space, and then we linked. It was cool. Yeah. I dreamt about it last night. It was I mean, all, nothing. It was awesome. So hot right now. But yeah, so um, then this is where he turns into fog, 
Oh, at first he turns into fire. He's fire, which is cool. He's chilling in the room on fire. Yeah, which is cool. He's just showing off, you know? He can do cool shit like that. And Odo's like, oh my oh, god. You, you don't know how to do this, Odo? I could teach you so much. Come link with me again. Yeah. yeah it sounds like it's, he's like addicted to what a link. Yeah. But Odo's really a chump. And even he calls him out on it, Loss. He's like, when's the last time you even changed your form? You just want to be one of those humans. Yeah. It kind of gave me the vibe of. Oh, black guy with a white girlfriend. Oh, you're not even cool anymore. <laughs> no, well, then play basketball with us anymore, man. But but then Odo gets it also though from Quark because Quark is like you're gross and you don't want to do that in front of Nerys. She'll think you're disgusting. And we didn't go through like you know millions of years of evolution for some weird goobly gook. And I was like, this is a really weird. Converse, especially in Star Trek, because everybody's alien. Yeah, like we like the there's two- no Starfleet person going. Oh, you know, we just have to accept uh, diversity and different cultures and stuff, and we grow so much by learning from each other. But it was like, no, 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 Ferengis want to fuck Ferengis. Yeah, like I thought that was really odd. Except for Dax. Yeah, to tap that Dax ass. But and he's all but like, yeah. she's got two legs though, and that's yeah. what I like. We like the two-legged variety, and you think about like Star Trek, and it's like it's so, I was such an odd position to take about Star Trek, yeah. Considering like all the weird aliens that it are makes over. sense coming from Ferengi though. It does, I guess, but. I don't know. I mean, the Ferengi really like a patriarchal society. Like yeah, they, but at the same time, too, they don't give a sh- they shouldn't give a shit what anybody looks like as long as they can pay. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're kind of like the man. You know, they're a bunch of hypocrites. Like, yeah, they want to tell you what to do, but when it comes down to them, like, hey, I do what I want. Yeah. Interesting. <sighs> and then, um, yeah. <laughs> then he turns into fog, and then a bunch of Klingons. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That's a really cool effect when he comes back into, like, his actual, like, solid form. It's funny because the kids are playing in the fog and their mom's like, oh, no, no, don't touch that. You don't know what that is. <laughs> and then he turns in and then a bunch of Klingons are like, fuck that dude, you're a changeling. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then he just kills him. Yeah. In self-defense. Kind of. Yeah. The one guy pulls, my ground. The one guy pulls a knife and tries to stab him. Well, he does stab him. Yeah. But it wasn't going to kill him. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. It's like, yeah, they, sure, they were going to stab you, but they knew it wasn't going to kill you. Yeah, but still, though, they still stabbed him. I mean, the intent is there. Yeah. But you know what it is, too. Loss is an asshole. So nobody yeah. likes him. So they're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, we need to lock him up. Yeah, we're going to lock him up and throw away the key. That's right. Fogging up our promenade. Yeah, how dare he fog up our Look at these sales numbers. The sales <laughs> drop whenever he fogs up the promenade. He's ruining everything. Yeah. With his fog. Stupid fog. But, um... Yeah, and then... Foggy Nelson. <laughs> hey, Foggy Nelson's a cool dude. I've always been a big fan of Foggy Nelson. Yeah. You still have Marvel Digital, right? Yeah. Do yourself a favor. There's a pretty cool Punisher series. I don't know how you feel about the Punisher... But I've always been a big fan of the Punisher when he's in a different situation than like I'm a fucking guy who kills people because they murder my These family. Guys are gangsters. Yeah, they deserve to die. There's a there's a Punisher series that came out with War of the Realms called the Punisher Kill Cult, right? Oh yeah, it's really fun. Like the Punisher is basically fun. It is. It's cool. Like, the Punisher comes across, like, he's in New York and he comes across these kids that have all been orphaned because their parents were killed by, like, these weird monsters that happened during War of the Realms, right? Because that was, like, the big Marvel event where, I guess, all these realms came in and attacked New York or whatever. Yeah, this is, like, last year or something? Yeah, so the the Punisher finds all the, well, because it's six months behind and the whole series is out already. Okay. So, um, Punisher 
has all these kids and he tell he takes them out for pizza and he says all right do me a favor draw a picture of the thing that killed your parents so he says so he takes all these pictures and he's gonna go kill all these things so he's got to go to all these different like realms and he ends up killing this one guy who has like a magic like goat and he hooks his van up to this magic goat and like travels through the different realms and and while he's there he finds different people so in one area he finds foggy nelson in one he finds um uh, uh, juggernaut in one he finds um, Black Knight so it's like this weird team of people going along with Punisher to kill all these like weird monsters in all these realms it's really fun I'm telling you read it it's cool I, I did I read the uh, Frankencastle great it was pretty good like I like a lot of the street level stuff I don't really like like the street level Daredevil, street level Punisher. Like I don't really enjoy those books yeah. that much, but I like the Frankencastle one. That was pretty cool. The first arc is good. I didn't read the second Frankencastle arc where he went to Japan, but that initial one, it, I guess like he went to Japan to find the hand or something like that. Oh, yeah. I didn't read that one, but that first, that initial arc is still one of my favorite things. I love that book. So like the weirder stuff you can do with the Punisher, the more I enjoy it. Otherwise, it's just it's too gritty. Yeah, it's just. But I mean, it's like how many times can I watch a guy shoot a drug dealer? Yeah, you know. But yeah, Punisher Kill Cult. It's out now. It's good. It, the whole series is out. It's like four issues. It's really fun. Um, I just renewed my Marvel subscription. As a matter of fact, I go through phases. Sometimes I have it. Sometimes I don't. I heard the DC one's pretty good too. I, I just don't know where to start with DC books because I like I just pick a book and I start reading I was like I'm not really into this you know yeah, I, yeah. I don't have like a uh, childhood connection to that's true DC books like the way I do with the Marvel books so yeah and you're a big X-Men guy so you can go back and read all that X-Men crap that's what I'm doing right now man I'm reading uh, I'm on like X-Men 180 something uh, wow and uh well, I started at 94. You know, okay. Or Giant Size number one. And I started reading the New Mutants, too. So Okay. Some of the New Mutants. I'm kind of on the same release schedule with yeah. them because they overlap a lot. So. Some of that New Mutant stuff is really good. Yeah. I got to be honest, though. Like a like Bill Sinkovich or whatever. Yeah. I don't really like his art style. I think I mean, I think I like his art style more for like a cover. Yeah. But like for sequentials in a book, I think it's too much. Yeah, it's distracting. And yeah. It's like too out there and some of them feel you. play out like in similar ways when they're trying to portray different things yeah like some of the things like he's like okay this is a demon it's like why does it look like warlock yeah yeah, yeah just yeah, drew yeah. warlock in the last book yeah. why does this guy look like warlock man it's like all right i think it's just yeah i think he's more of a cover artist for me i like his covers yeah. his interiors are tough to to follow and you know that's just a personal taste thing yeah no some totally people love it so they good for you but not for me I was reading because um, I started the new Excalibur stuff that came out and it's okay so I just started going back and reading all the old Excalibur stuff which I really enjoy and like I can read the, the cross time caper like it's going out of style I've always been a big fan of that that little kind of mini that they had for Excalibur I'll probably try to read Excalibur again when I get to it like after I get through the Mutant Massacre part of the X books because that's kind of when Excalibur kicks off. Yeah, like in 88, all, I think. They all get hurt and like Shadowcat and Nightcrawler and Colossus like, leave, the, leave the team basically for a little while. Excalibur. So yeah, so you got your boy and Loss kills this dude and they're like, let's lock him up and we're going to we're gonna send him out to Kronos. They're going to kill him. It's over. We're going to extradite him. Yeah, General Martok is not happy, and they—it's funny that they keep talking about Martok, he, and he's right there. Yeah, the guy <laughs> playing Loss is Martok. I never heard of that. Guy. I heard he's a real dick. <laughs> but um, he it would have shifted into Martok. That would have been cool. It would have been cool if they did like a Jean Claude Van Damme double team, where they're like next to each other, and like, "Hello, you killed one of my men." He's like, oh, <laughs> "I love nature." Well, they kind of <laughs> did that with Kira 
and the intendant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But anytime they can do that in the 90s, I was always really impressed. It would have been cool to do it with somebody who doesn't look like the other character. Yeah. You know, and then you kind of, like, because most people wouldn't realize, oh, that's the same guy. You know? Yeah. It'd be like if Jeffrey Combs was in the same scene with himself. Like, he could he have, like. really know that it was the same actor playing both characters. You know? Have Brunt and what's-his-name show up together in a scene. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Is Vorta a name? Yeah. I forget his Vorta name. Does he have a name? I don't know. I know he's the sixth one. Vorta. He's got to have a name. Yeah, probably. Vorta's been with uh, Iggy Pop had a name, I think. Yeah. I just, he's Vorta. Vorta six. I am Vorta six. Number six, you must kill yourself. Wayne. Yeah, that's it. Good job. There we go. Way you clan ain't <clears throat> That's right. So they have the whole thing and the nine yards, and then Norris and Odo have their talk where he's like, I should be out there with him. We should go out and do this. I love you, and I, I want to be with you, but part of me wants to be out there. So Kira's like, all right, cool. So she just frees him. And again, if there were cameras in Deep Space Nine, this would all be solved. Why there aren't cameras in the security area? Who knows? Especially after the last episode. Yeah, got right. a murderer on the station. <laughs> oh, they'll take six weeks to get here, the cameras. We're, we're working on it. Six weeks. That'll take about two weeks. Make this place a geographical oddity. Two, two weeks, weeks from everywhere. everywhere. I'm a Dapper Dan man. Fuck, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> That's my favorite line in that movie. This place is a geographical oddity. Two weeks from everywhere. <laughs> you watch your tone, man. Everybody in that movie who's not a main character just has like this, like flat delivery of all their lines yeah. I mean I think it's done on purpose or whatever oh yeah because you gotta because John Totoro his accent in that is so preposterous and yeah. wonderful yeah. you know and I don't even think what's his name Tim Blake Nelson's even really acting he's just talking like he's just being himself but yeah George Clooney is so wonderful in that movie that's one of my I love that that's a great Coen Brothers movie they're wonderful I saw that movie for the first time in Iraq in a, really? In a bunker that we were using as our office. It's like we were just watching a movie. We were like, hey, let's watch this. I was like, oh, I don't know. One of the the greatest two hours I spent over there. I imagine. Watching that movie. He run offed. Yeah. OFT. Are you in OFT? I love everything about that movie. What is he? He's uh what does she say about the dentist? He's uh He's got bona fides. He's bona fide. <laughs> <laughs> He's bona fide. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. I'm a Dapper Dan man. But yeah, so um so she lets him out, he runs run OFT, and then they end up in the same cave that every Star Trek cave is ever. Like this is I they was just wondering, is that the cave yes. that uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah, but yes. Is, is it the yes. same planet? Yes. Where yes. The female yes. changeling tried to trick Odo. Yes. It might not be the. It might not be the same place, but it's the same. It's set. the same cave. Yeah. yeah, it's the same cave. It's the same set. Like this yeah. is the cave set. Like this is it. You know, they just this break is the cave set where Picard got captured by the Cardassians. Yes. This is the cave set where uh, Picard fell on top of Beverly. Yes. <laughs> This is the cave set we'll see later in Voyager. Every time they go to a cave, this is the place they go. Where Odo is supposed to meet his um, his um, uh, his contact, his spy. Yeah. This yeah. is his cave. This is the cave. This is the cave it's where like Kirk... It's a talking head song. Yeah. This is the cave. This is the cave where Kirk goes in to find who killed the miners, and they see the weird, like marshy thing you know what I'm talking about that has feelings have you seen that original series episode yeah, this is that cave oh, this, this is the cave. the cave where Kirk has that huge rock tildo and the giant guy is chasing him this, this is the cave where they find um, Data's head yes. like this is it it is this is the cave you know they have one cave and this is how they use it and so Odo tells Laws he's like look I'm not going I love her I'm gonna stay with her and that's it. Oh, and then they go. Lost should really like the changelings are basically immortal. 
Yeah. Like he should be like, all right, well, I'll see you after she dies or something like, like his feelings shouldn't be hurt yeah. by this. Like, all right, I'm going to go look for other ones but of the what, hundred and then I'll, I'll catch you on the flip side. What rejection though? Like there's only two of you that are known in this whole universe. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to be with you. It's like, damn, there's only two of us. Like, that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lost knows about the Dominion now. So yeah. So maybe he'll I join. The he might even go over there. Like, hey man, I'm gonna head to the Gamma Quadrant. I'm gonna, I'm gonna join the Dominion. Yeah. The prophets have led me through the wormhole. Hell yeah. All I gotta do is buy him a drink first. <laughs> sweet to fire. They'll let fire go through. Let, let me sweet talk him. What's up? Yo, what's up, girl? Let me holler at you, prophets. Yo, what's up, prophets? The mountains, when they walk by, I'll just grab their hand. Yo, what's up? Yo, let me talk to you, prophets. <laughs> yo, yo, come here. <laughs> prophets. I'll stay with my leg up against the wall. Yo, what's up, prophets? <laughs> let me holler at you. Come on, let me role play as a poverty. <laughs> yo, what's up? So, yeah, and then um, they go back and, you know, they're in love. And she said, I wish made me so mad. Like, I was, if you see, I wish I could show everyone the chat of our dark trek where i was like oh, they're gonna break up they're gonna break up i was hoping they were gonna break up yeah because this would have made sense to split them up uh, there there are parts in star trek where i get mad that it's not a modern series because in a modern series odo would have been gone like this was the perfect way for him to leave yeah but at least for them to realize hey you know what maybe we have been pretending that we're different people than we actually are just to make this relationship work you know yeah like <clears throat> Odo loves being a changeling, and he has to look at it now. He's like, you know what? It's true. I haven't shapeshifted in so long. I just do this for the goo that I turn into in the bucket when I go to sleep. I just do this for you. Yeah. You think does he like try on different genitalia for her? Yes. Try out. Yes. Yes. It's like that scene in um, Silence of the Lambs. We just tucks it and he's like, Do you like this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fuck me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So on the Wikipedia page, like at the end, he turns into this, you know, glowing orb or whatever oh, and surrounds her. Yeah. On the Wikipedia page, it says he does it so that Kira can feel the closeness of the great link. Yeah, I don't really know why. I don't think so. I think he was just showing off, like, Hey, I can do this now. I think it was part of like she seemed really into it. Yeah, because you know it's got to be kind of cool. Like your boyfriend oh, yeah. usually just turns into a chair can now turn into this cool, like mist of glowing light. Yeah, like that's way cooler than being a chair. Yeah, or a hot rat. Yeah. You know, do you think when Odo told Loss what he would change into, he would laugh at him? Like, so what do you change <laughs> into? Uh, you changed into a hot rat? That's stupid. A cup? What are you, a moron? <laughs> oh, I tricked Cork one time. I turned into a bottle, and he almost drank me. I'm fog. Yeah. Did you see? I was flying in space when you met yeah. me. <laughs> I was a ship. You turned into a glass? A chair? Odo, I gotta get you out of here, man. <laughs> You're really wasting your potential here, Odo. <laughs> This is just stupid. This is just a mercy kidnapping at this point. Come yeah. on, you're coming with me. Just let me let me take you away from all this, Odo. Let me. I'll, you can come back eventually when you can turn into something cooler than a than dinnerware. <laughs> what are you, a wedding present? I will say at least one thing they didn't do here is try to make Lost like another character on the show. Yeah, he tries to learn how to live around solids. Who he hates it. He's got. He doesn't want any part of it. Like he didn't. He didn't learn anything, and that, I like that he didn't learn anything. In the yeah. Episode. Me too. I just like he was like, no, I'm here and I'm leaving. Yeah. Like I don't think like in TNG, I don't think there was ever an episode where the you know adversary didn't learn something too. Besides like you know the Cardassians or the yeah. Romulans or whatever. I mean like the alien of the day didn't say, oh, I learned a little bit about humanity at the. At the end of this, I appreciate you guys more. Loss is just like, no, these guys are still lame. Yeah, Loss is not impressed. He hates he hates him even more now because they made... You know what, Odo? This is your loss. Yeah. Oh, get it? 
your loss. Ah! And then he just refuses to give Odo one final link. Because when Odo stuck out his hand, he wasn't going to shake his hand. Yeah. He was like, hey. Well, because he knew. Sake. Yeah, Odo knew that he wanted to have like a goodbye meld. And he's like, no, man, I, you know. Is like I'll save that for somebody who deserves it. Yeah, not some solid lover like you. Yeah, and then he leaves. Yeah. I thought. I mean, I think your observation of this episode earlier on was astute, where you were saying that like they were giving you reasons not to like this, but it was just really good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was yeah, a very. Because nothing really happens in the whole no, episode until nothing. he kills the Klingon. Yeah. But other than that, it's just like a bunch of passive-aggressive stuff going on between the <laughs> characters. But it's that it, it's well done. You know, and like Laz makes a really good case for all this stuff. Like, yeah, man, you should leave. You're not, you're not reaching your full potential. You're not being what you need to be in this in this world you're just here for their amusement and you're just here because you love this stupid lady now what happens if she doesn't she, love you back die yeah i love the solid ones she was a bitch <laughs> yeah he even said like she wanted to have a kid and then we were fucked because like i can't make a kid i mean i tried to make a little changeling kid inside of her but she caught on to it real yeah. quick and then like i tried to make a changeling kid from part of me but then like our lips would move at the same time and it was just real weird <laughs> he's a jeff dunham of changelings real <laughs> jalapeno on his feet <laughs> Man, I hate ventriloquists so much. Yeah. I, yeah. I, them and magicians, I hate them so much. I hate magicians more than ventriloquists. I like ventrilo ventriloquists are at least they're somewhat entertaining. I've been in I've laughed at ventriloquism before. I've never Don't laughed. You feel guilty afterwards? No, it's just a guy talking in a different voice. I mean, I think it's the only like amazing Jonathan is different. Like I don't, I don't hate him. I mean, who's been the last big, besides the amazing Jonathan and Jeff Dunham, I can't think of another, like, recent ventriloquist. Yeah. Well, I mean, amazing Jonathan's a magician is what I meant. But, um, you know, like, famous ventriloquists. No, because I remember Jeff Dunham when I was a kid. He was yeah. on, like, Comic Strip Live or something like that. And it was funny back then because I was eight. Yeah. But now it's just like, come on, man. Famous ventriloquists. Um, Jeff Dunham. Yeah. Terry Factor. That name sounds familiar. Let's see here. Famous ventriloquists. <laughs> Jeff Dunham, of course. Uh, Terry Factor. Terry Factor. Never heard of him. Uh, Edgar Bergen. He did Candace Bergen's dad. Interesting. He was a ventriloquist. The Muppet movie. Uh, now, are all the guys who no, do... Uh, no, I don't count the Muppets as ventriloquists. Okay. Like, ventriloquist Paul. is, hey, I've got this dummy on my lap. Paul Winchell. Paul Winchell. Who that? He did the Paul Winchell show in the 50s. Ventriloquism used to be a I'm lot sure more... sure it was great in the 50s. <laughs> Ron Lucas. I I can tell you the Ron Lucas guy that looks funny. That cuz he's got that weird dragon. Here, I'll just share this with you. I can't believe we're talking about. We've never talked about ventriloquists before <laughs> on this show. Uh that dragon looks familiar. What's the and that looks like it's for kids. So like Waylon Flowers. He's a Muppeteer or something, isn't he? Yeah. This guy, Waylon Flowers, he created his Madam. Waylon Flowers and Madam were a national success in the 70s and 80s. I think I actually remember that. Well, I don't know. I mean, come on, man. If you're a ventriloquist, where's your fucking Wayne puppet? Fetterman. He's not a ventriloquist. That's what it says right here? None of his credits are ventriloquist. I'm just telling you. He's, he's a, a comedian. It says ventriloquist. Maybe they're just stretching for people. They clearly are. Jim Barber. I don't know who he is. Jay Johnson. I don't know who he is. Oh, he's on the, soap. He, 
is he a trophy ventriloquist? Is that he's, what he's doing that picture? That's like a goal. if you're if you have a site and you're listing top ventriloquists, then the photo you should use for them should show them being ventriloquists. He was on Soap. This is the guy from Soap. His best known as Chuck the ventriloquist who believed his puppet Bob was real and demanded everyone treat no, him no, Bob no. as a human. That's a character. That's not the. He says he is a ventriloquist and actor. It's right oh, there. No, yeah. Okay, that's fine, but. Kevin Johnson, he looks like a low rent John Lovitz, and that's just sad right there. Like when you look like a John, like a Robert Schmeigel's a ventriloquist, but he's not. But that's triumphant. No, this is bullshit. I mean, I mean, puppeteer, puppeteer is different than ventriloquist. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. Puppeteering, I mean, puppeteer is, is different than a ventriloquist. Yeah, no, no, no. Like Frank Oz is not a ventriloquist. Yeah. I'm sure they can do it. He's a puppeteer, but yeah. yeah. I guess Triumphal Insult Comic Dog was the last real famous puppet. Put the boop on. Senor Wentz says, I don't know that show. I used to love that other show. Do you remember um, Saturday TV Funhouse? Did you ever the watch show? that? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. It was all the puppets. That shit was great. Okay. What, did they have cartoons on it too? Yeah, it was awesome. It was on Comedy Central. I think I only saw it when I was stoned. Like that's the only time it was ever on. Yeah, and I was like, man, this is the best show in the whole wide world. I might have liked it. I tend to like things that are for stoners. And Robert Even Goulet was. I don't smoke. Robert Goulet was on an episode. I thought you were going to say he was ventriloquist. No, no, but he was on an episode. I was like, There's no way. <laughs> no, yeah, Robert Goulet was on the episode. It was and really wasn't great. Will Ferrell doing Robert. No, it was really Will Ferrell. I mean, it was really Robert Goulet because they have like, like, because the episodes were basically like, they had, like, they would go on days, Western Day, Hawaiian Day, Mexican Day, Caveman Day, Safari Day. And for some reason, they ended up in Atlantic City. And like, one of the guys fell in love with like a masseuse, a massage therapist. And while he's there, they meet Robert Goulet, who had also fallen in love with the massage therapist, and like they're both missing fingers at the end of the episode. Like it's, it was really weird. It was cool, man. I'm sure it was. It was only eight episodes. Saturday TV Fun House, TV Fun House. Yeah, there was a lot of one and done type yeah. shows, like the Dana Carvey Show or whatever. Like they yeah. were around for one season, they're like, all right. Yeah, this only got eight episodes. Yeah, Safari Day, the Anna Pals travel to Atlantic City to visit Fogey's old friend Triumph Ansel Comic Dog, where Chicky falls in love with the Chimstitute. Robert Goulet guest stars. That was a good one. And then still in, still in Atlantic City, the Anna Pals attempt to unstick Triumph before the show. Meanwhile, Doug tries to achieve weightlessness. I remember that episode. It was really great. John Ritter was on the show, too, right before he died. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. It's good, man. TV Funhouse is really funny. <clears throat> so, but yeah. So, what do you think about this episode? Uh, it's pretty good, I think. It's like a six point five. Yeah, I'd average. I'd say I'd say six and a half. I think that's a good that's a good spot for this. Nice. I enjoyed it. Like. I didn't want to like it. I think I was also just relieved that it wasn't about Dax. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow, she's not in this episode at all. I love it. Like, ten minutes in, I didn't see her, or I didn't hear about any of her family members or anything. Like, this is brilliant. Like, let's yeah. do this she's, all the time. She's just there, and then she gets dunked on by loss. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's like, oh, you're a, you're a punk. I really enjoyed it. At, as bad as this episode could have been it wasn't yeah like it, it worked out yeah I don't know how they did it but it worked out because there were some things about this episode that might have been bad yeah like Odo by himself usually isn't very good for me like I need him to have Cork to play off of or uh, what's his name Garrick you know like yeah. he needs to have somebody like a tenuous relationship with somebody but uh, I don't know it just worked for me I agree this loss was such a dickhead I agree <laughs> and we only have 11 more episodes left of I know <sighs> 11 episodes 11, 11 episodes until Voyager I think next week is 
the last bada bing bada bang but then after that it's just the ending arc so then you're on their trip to the end yeah so we should review all 11 episodes as one episode (laughs) (laughs) the door trek marathon yeah it's gonna be weird man it's gonna be weird it's gonna be it's gonna be sad when we're done with DS9 I really enjoy doing this show I never, I probably because I didn't watch it as a kid, but I didn't really watch Voyager either, and I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. I mean, we're trying. I mean, I know uh, it's nothing special, you know. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Voyager is lost potential. Yeah, that's all Voyager is to me. No, Voyager could have been cool. Maybe they'll change my mind, but I doubt it. They're not. There's, I mean, I watched most of the first season, and it's only 16 episodes, and so, some of it's okay. Yeah. Some of, you know, I think there were like maybe two good episodes, and the rest of it was just like, oi. Yeah, that wormhole one where they're talking to the Romulan guy is kind of cool. Uh, that's the only one I remember right now. It's not great. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I think the worst thing about Voyager is it could have been something really, really special. Like if well, they leaned into that whole generation ship thing and just made them have to really adapt to being in the Delta Quadrant instead of, we're going to re- remain Starfleet. Yeah. Blah, blah, no. blah. Yep. No, it's lame. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's the episode, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with more wonderful Dork Trek. Um, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. I don't understand.